welcome back to the War Chant Kingdom. Today we're going to discuss the additions of Justin Reed and Juju Smith-Schuster. I know that a lot of people aren't too awful happy that Tyrone Matthew was not brought back, but the Chiefs have to start looking in the future. Money is a very important role that they have to be concerned about, as well as age, with increasing contracts to key players, such as Mahomes, uh, possibly a new deal with Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. Uh, they have to look into ways to try to drop the amount of cap space that they have so that they can make additional offers on free agents in areas and have that money available. Doing this also helps when you can get somebody at a younger age compared to the honey badger. Now, I personally feel, and I know some people would be upset with this, but I feel as though the honey badger was headed down a path where his age and frustration the way that he approached some of the plays this year did not warrant the contract that he had wanted. And I think the Chiefs knew they were far enough away from what his asking price was and what they were willing to pay that I think they just decided that they needed to look in other directions. I also think that Veach is very intelligent when it comes to trying to bring the age of the individual down and bring in the ability of some of the players that we've had. Now, to those of you who are upset about the whole move and not bringing Honey Badger in, remember, nobody really thought much about Honey Badger until Brett Veach brought him in. So give Veach his time to work through what they're working through and evidently, Honey Badger is outpricing himself because if he wasn't, he would already be signed now. I think he brings a lot of intelligence to the game. I think he's very good at helping to be a coach on the field. But I don't know if you noticed. I can tell you for sure I noticed this year he pulled up on a lot of tackles. There was a lot of plays he probably should have made where he wasn't in position, you know, etc. Now... Arguments can be made that he wasn't in position because he was trying to help somebody else who wasn't in position. I know when he was out, and he was out for several games this last year with his age and everything else, the Chiefs have to think about that. So uh, on to the Reed signing. Originally, Reed was just a third-round draft pick, and he was number 68 overall in the 2018 draft. His last four seasons, he was with Houston, Texas. When he came into the league, he established himself as one of the better safeties in the NFL during his rookie campaign. He ranked sixth amongst all the players at the positions in passes defensed. Three interceptions and took one of those on 101 yards to the house against Washington Redskins. His second year in the league, he was 12th ranked by pro football focus so his first couple years he really made an impact 
he is very versatile. In other words, they could play him in different positions if needed. That's one advantage they have with him over the Honey Badger. Not that the Honey Badger couldn't play those positions, but I think he's getting to an age and maybe doesn't have the physical ability to do what some of the things are that the Chiefs want to do on defense. Reed is six foot one, around 203 pounds. He's very athletic. And I think myself, the uh, his athleticism has allowed teams, well, actually the Texans, to use him in several different ways. I know that when you are playing for a team like the Texans and a team like the Chiefs calls you, and you see that you have an opportunity to play for a higher caliber team, I think that also excites you, and you're willing to play for a little bit less than maybe you would for other teams when you have a chance to win, especially when you've been through a team like the Texans in the last couple of years that have had nothing but, you know, unfortunately bad karma surrounding them. He is also the brother of the former safety, Eric Reed. If you watched Eric, he played several seasons in the NFL uh, and, earned a trip to the Pro Bowl in 2013. Eric played for the 49ers from 2013 to 2017 and then went to the Panthers for the 2018-19 season. So with that knowledge and experience and ability running through that family, that should help him to get to the level that he needs to be and he may even rely on Eric to help him some. I like this signing. I like the fact that he's here now. I like the fact that the Chiefs are trying to go young. Again, I know there's a lot of people who love the Honey Badger. I'm one of those people. I thought he came in. He really did some great things uh, for the Chiefs. But it was time, I think, for the Chiefs to look at some younger individuals and to try to save some cap space by saving that cap space they moved on and they made a offer and moved forward on the signing of free agent juju smith schuster it's a guy that they looked at last year they made an offer to he decided to go back to pittsburgh i think he wanted to do one last year in with uh Ben, knowing that Big Ben was going to be retiring. And I think his injury last year and watching his team, he noticed that it was time for him at least to move to a team who was a lot more competitive. And as I've mentioned, I think myself that the Chiefs are looking for that number two wide receiver they were looking for last year. I think McCole Hardman has stepped up, but I think McCole fits a better role as a third receiver. You add Juju Smith-Suster, you add another weapon to the Chiefs' offense that teams have to be worried about. As giddy as Andy Reid was to talk to Juju Smith-Suster, 
and to actually get on and tell him, hey, come to Kansas City to win a Super Bowl. He's got some things in mind for Juju that will really expand this offense. And as I said last year, I think McCole Hardman really took a step forward. Unfortunately, it looks like we're probably going to lose Byron Pringle. Understandably so. And I have nothing against Pringle. But if I have to choose between Pringle and Juju Smith-Schuster, I'm, I'm picking Juju every day. Pringle, I think, is going to work himself into a good and solid wide receiver somewhere if he doesn't come back to Kansas City. It'll be a nice addition somewhere else. But I will tell you that the Chiefs are always looking for ways to make their team better. And I truly believe this makes their team better. This year, this is going to be almost like a video game. Every time you think you've got the Chiefs figured out, they're going to come up with another wrinkle. I mean, you're talking about a, a big-bodied guy. He's tall. He's got great hands, catching over the middle, catching on the out patterns, um, doing some things that some of the receivers that we currently have can't do. Or I can't. I guess I should rephrase that. I'm not saying that they can't do it. I'm saying that it's not their strong suit. So when you have a different type player like this that comes in, I think it really expands the ability offensively for this team. Juju, I think, needs that winning culture again. I think when he was with the Steelers and Antonio Brown was there and Bell was there and they were a good offensive unit with a great defense, they were winning. I think he's a great teammate when he's winning. And even through the struggles, there wasn't a major ordeal. I know some people don't like the fact that he went and danced on other teams' logos and posted it to TikTok and that type of thing. Really, I personally don't care. My biggest concern is, can you produce on the field? And even through those times, he produced on the field. So I think coming to a winning culture with some good ball players is going to help him. And we're talking about a one-year deal. The Chiefs are really intelligent about this, and this is something that a lot of people don't think about. So the Chiefs turn around, and they bring in somebody like Juju Smith-Schuster for one year on a $10 million deal, which for his intelligence, his years in the league, his ability, is a steal. Let's say he balls out, plays wonderful this year, and the Chiefs don't re-sign him. Whoever does is breaking the bank to bring in an older wide receiver who's going to be good, but they're also spending a lot of money for that wide receiver. And if he goes back to being a number one, I think he's going to struggle just like he did in Pittsburgh because I think he's more of a one, you know, not a number one, but a number two wide receiver. Having said that, coming into the system for Kansas City, adding him to, again, the lineup of Kelsey Hill, Hardman, I mean, you're talking about an additional weapon that is going to be phenomenal, especially if that relationship between him and uh, Patrick Mahomes comes into play. Now, 
the biggest concern that a lot of Chiefs fans have, and rightfully so, is Smith-Schuster was hurt a lot last year. Or, and, and really the last couple of years he's been injured off and on. Uh, but last year he missed a lot of games. I'm not concerned about that currently. I think myself that he will make such a difference here, and I think he will play through some injuries uh, that maybe other people wouldn't play through. And there's a couple of purposes why I think that. Now, obviously, if he gets to the point where, you know, he's injured beyond being able to play, that's one thing. But I think you also have to look at, you know, whether or not some of the injuries that he would have if he would play through. And I think he would do that in Kansas City. Now, having said that, Juju Smith-Schuster went through and had a press conference recently. One of the questions that came up was how he was recruited and who kind of really was the ringleader behind recruiting him. And one of the things he said was this. He said, I have talked to a couple of the guys, obviously, to make this happen. I talked to Patrick Mahomes a couple of times, but I've talked to Pat multiple times even before this. I've known Pat for a while now, so yeah, of course, Patrick Mahomes had a key role in, in bringing him here. I would think if Patrick Mahomes contacted you, you would really want to play for a guy like that because, number one, he's got such a great demeanor to him. He's got an ability to him. He came into the league. He balled out. Uh, now he's looking to put weapons around him to try to make another run at a Super Bowl. And so if he contacts you, you've got to feel like, oh, wow, you know, this guy really wants me. He wants me to come here. Obviously, he played a big part in Juju coming to Kansas City. He said several times throughout his career that he thought Patrick Mahomes was a future Hall of Famer. And one of the things he elaborated on was how much Patrick Mahomes factored into his decision and said this, it was a big part of the process. You go into free agency and you find who's going to be throwing the ball to you next year. It came down to, to Pat Mahomes and I'm excited. I'm happy with my decision. So he's, excited and eager to come here. I think he knows that with a successful season, he gets a big payday coming up. It's probably not from the Kansas City Chiefs. So before you guys start getting all excited and, and then in the offseason next year get upset because it's the same situation as the Honey Badger, he's probably not going to be back in Kansas City because I think he's trying to play for that one last big contract. And if he plays for that one last big contract and gets it, it's likely because we've either made it to the Super Bowl or won it. So I hope he gets a great big contract because we won the Super Bowl next year. And we either look at a different wide receiver or maybe he decides, hey, man, I like doing that. I'm willing to come back to Kansas City and play. And maybe he signs a long-term, you know, uh, team-friendly deal to play with Tyree Kill, and then maybe he gets in here and just enjoys it so much. 
But the problem with guys like Juju Smith-Schuster is he played with a really good organization in the Pittsburgh Steelers. Then he comes to Kansas City with another really good organization. He's not one of those players that's played for a bad organization. And so I don't think he gets the impression that he goes to a bad organization that what the feeling is. I mean, I think you hear those rumbles, but until you're actually in that position, you don't really understand what it's like to play for an organization that pays you a bunch of money because they their organization is just that bad. Those are two great signings between Justin Reed and Juju Smith-Schuster coming into Kansas City. I personally believe Brett Veach is not done yet. Uh, if you watch Veach the last several years, he's done some intelligent things. He's waited till after the draft. There will be some guys that get cut, some guys that are sitting out there that he can bring in for, if not the league minimum, like below the value that the current rate is going. I know people are concerned about some of the other AFC West teams who've been making moves off and on. There's a lot of money that they had in the cap space that they just ate up this year. And that could turn around and kick them in the pants in the next several years because, yes, Von Miller would be nice to have. But when you give the contract that was given to him, the next several years are going to be key. What happens if Von Miller's hurt this year? What happens if he comes around the corner and you lose him for the whole season? Now you got all this money tied up into this guy. And that's one of the things I've liked about the way the Chiefs have done things. They have paid some players. Obviously, Pat got paid. Obviously, Kelsey got paid. I'm sure Hill's going to get paid. Chris Jones has gotten paid. But they're reluctant to just shove money out there to just anybody. And they don't go jump on the coattails of a individual who has a big name because he's played a couple years and he wants money. And they're not mortgaging the future, in other words, to just bring a guy in. Um, I like these two signings. I'm eager to see how it goes between the draft and whether free agents come up. But I really like the way that we're going with this team. So this year, if you don't have season tickets to the Kansas City Chiefs, good luck trying to get tickets to the game because I'm telling you, it's going to get expensive, especially if they play the way that I believe they're going to be able to play. We've still got some work to do. Veach is still working on it, but as he goes through and does it, War Chant Kingdom will be there to try to help you understand why they made the decisions that they did, and then look at it from a, pan, a fan's perspective as well to say, I would have loved to have. If I have to leave this current statement today, the one move I want to see him make is I want to see him bring Melvin Ingram back. I think that would be key in making that run again. So hopefully right after I post this, Melvin Ingram is announced with a contract. I believe Derek Nottie will be getting a contract very soon. As to the point of this podcast, rumors are swirling that he will be re-signed. So that will help out in the defensive front. I just hope they don't break the bank, which I don't think they will. So until next time, thank you again for listening to War Chant Kingdom. We'll talk to you soon.